Hey, and welcome to the Marketing Automation Podcast by Active Demand, your weekly dip into the world of marketing automation, where you get tips for your agency, SaaS product, or B2B company. I'm your host, Adriel, and why don't we get it started? So, Sean, we've talked philosophically about the idea of connecting sales and marketing, uh, so some of the stuff you get from it. But I don't think we've like ever gone like really in-depth on the nitty-gritty of what you have to think about when you're integrating uh, marketing automation technology with other platforms. Uh, did, have, have you built a process around integrating this stuff? Do you have a checklist? Like, what's your, what's your approach to integrating uh, a marketing automation platform like Active Demand with uh, uh, CRMs and other technology out there? Yeah, well, I think that um, companies need to have a, a sort of a data, uh, uh, a data strategy. Right, and one is trying to get as accurate as possible data, uh, and really understanding the difference between data and information. <laughs> information is what people consume; data is what is passed around between machines, uh, etc. Um, so, if we think about uh, the types of data that we have, we have um, um, you know metadata or research data, marketing data, uh, data that we typically we're doing a little bit of research, trying to find out which companies we can uh, do business with, etc. Uh, and then moving down the chain, we have uh, the type of data that is uh, uh, received as signals from prospects doing stuff. Then we have uh, the uh, engagement with uh, the people in our organization talking to customers. Uh, and then, of course, the purchasing data, all of this type of stuff. So really, we sort of have to have sort of this, and I, I recommend getting together a uh, sort of a data map and uh, uh, having a strategy as to what are the what are the sort inputs, uh, where are the transitions between the different applications, uh, and how are our people uh, engaging in this? Not just from a consuming, but also how are they entering it? Because as soon as we have people actually entering the data, then it becomes information. And it's it's as you get closer to a person, uh, uh, it's a case the the accuracy is is going up and going up. So I think the first step is getting this sort of this this map, uh, not this <laughs> map, not marketing automation system, but more of a uh, a uh, strategy in place for uh, what is your data and information architecture. Yeah, I think you know bef- sometimes what uh, what's necessary even before then is uh, is just knowing what's possible because uh, this is process change. Any, anytime we, we do an integration of systems, there are, there are going to be manual processes that are happening today uh, that we might be able to replace. There might, there, you know, uh, one, of the, one of the situations we talked about in the past is, you know, the, the CEO brings in a business card and hands it to the salesperson and says, go chase this lead. That is a manual process uh, that if you have a marketing automation platform and a CRM, you are going to replace that, pro- that process that, in-person analog process with a digital process. So I think, uh, you know, part of this is the the data and part of this is the real people business processes that are going to be uh, impacted, usually for the better, because you're, you're going to be able, be able to do less manual effort and have higher accountability and higher trackability on a lot of this stuff after you automate and uh, and integrate. Yeah, and I think the uh, speaking of people is the it, you can't do this in a silo, 
right? And I've seen uh, situations where uh, one person goes out and gets a uh, you know a marketing system like a, like Active Demand, and they're thinking, oh, this is fantastic, you know, we can we have all of this great data. I think uh, uh, similar to uh, the analogy, ice cream is uh, ice cream is a little bit of ice cream is good. A lot must be awesome. So I think that I need to get all of this stuff into everybody's inbox, into everybody's uh, <laughs> software systems, and uh, next thing you know, people are are literally choking on the amount of information or data that's being stuffed at them. So I think uh, one of the process before we start turning on the taps of, uh, uh, I think it's a case is we need the back to sales and marketing. I think uh, the two big um, drivers of a business, the the sales leaders, sales staff, marketing leaders, marketing staff have to get together and ask the questions. You know, what does holding, you know, a good question marketer should be asking the salespeople. What is slowing you down on a day-to-day -day basis? What is helping you on a day-to-day -day basis? What would be, uh, what's missing that would be fantastic if you had it? And uh, and uh, the same story goes from uh, uh, sales and marketing. At the end of the day, we got to get the people talking, I think, is a, a good first step. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've had success in the past with doing a little bit of like part, part of the problem here is that um, sales may not know all the all the new capabilities that marketing is going to get and all the new possibilities that are that are out there. Um, so a little bit of training might be a, a step as well, because you need to, sh you know, show sales, hey, you know what, uh, you know, that thing that we're doing right now, that's manual. Uh, I think we want to automate that. Here are the pros to that. Here's what's going to happen as a result of that change. Um, so this is what we can this is what we can look for. Is this worth doing this way? Yes, it's worth doing this way because of, uh, of X, Y and Z. Right. So I think um, doing a little bit of training to, so that the possibilities are out there and then getting that buy in from sales um, on the why is, is really important, because otherwise some people are, are uh, slaves to process and they don't like to change things that they're doing right now. They, uh, they don't like process change. Uh, so I think the the training and the possibilities needs to be out there for people to see it and be like, oh yeah, that's what we want to do right there. We want this automation, this accountability, this uh, uh, you know better completion that we get with the, with a system like this. Yeah, and I think that uh, like I've been in in meetings with uh, when we're introducing technology with a, gr a group of sales folks, and uh, um, it's a case, and I've seen something very similar to this in many organizations where. Um, one is, you know, the salespeople are wanting to, uh, you know, they're type type A personalities. Uh, they're uh, they they're not. Uh, they don't like change. Uh, they think that they're doing it right, and everything is as is 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 absolutely perfect. And they're it's almost like they're being threatened by uh, by uh, the introduction of technology. So I think that it's like this is change management one on one. You've got to realize that there's going to be changes and uh, uh, have the discussion as to what is possible. You know, gee, you know, your waste. Uh, this stuff here is holding you back. That question, salespeople can answer it very quickly, and they'll be uh, uh, they'll be very willing to get rid of a lot of the stuff that's wasting their times, uh, their time rather. Now. And back to the the actual question is okay. So what's the when we're integrating software pieces? I think that uh, uh, and the philosophy I've always followed was the marketing automation system is the system of record before 
we have a sales ready lead. So it's the system that we're collecting uh, uh, a lot of our, our research data. We're collecting a lot of our prospect information. We're doing our uh, our data enrichment. All of this stuff is is in the marketing automation system. And the intent of the marketing automation system is a tool set for a uh, for marketers to apply pressure to a population of people to create sales ready or market qualified leads. Then it is passed to the CRM, and then the system of record becomes the CRM. And why I take this philosophy is that if you think about the role of a CRM, it's really a tool set for helping people uh, project manage opportunities to the goal line. Right, so it's people doing things. It's where I'm making calls, I'm doing follow, I'm managing my time and my list of opportunities. So the data in the CRM, if we are letting, you know, if we're if we recognize that the data is going to be very good because salespeople are actually uh, talking to prospects, then it should be the system of record once we've passed the lead to the CRM. Yeah, we would never want to overwrite. Uh, information that a salesperson has got from a, a customer on a call or something like that with uh, with one of these uh, uh, automations or um, uh, uh, inferred data. I think we've we've talked about inferred versus explicit data that we've gotten from customers before. Explicitly uh, uh, received data, uh, information is always better, uh, and I think that uh, uh, that's one of those careful things you want to watch out for with integration is just making sure that we have a full understanding of when we want to. Uh, get some of that uh, great information from market automation that uh, that we didn't have before, and when we want to take the the word of the CRM, <laughs> you know, which of the kids are you going to listen to? <laughs> yes, and then once it's in the CRM um, and the system of record is a CRM, the 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 marketing automation system, it's still collecting data, it's still providing a supporting role, automating some of the sales processes. Um, and uh, as the administrator of a marketing automation system, it's quite often not the same person who's administering the CRM. Um, and one of the things I would say from a guidance perspective uh, for those out there that are implementing a marketing automation system and integrating with the CRM is be careful on how much information or data you're stuffing into the CRM. Right. And then this gets back to what I was talking about is talk to the, the sales leaders and the salespeople, asking them what is the right stuff for them to be successful. Because uh, if you just start ramming all this data into the CRM, the salespeople are going to be overloaded. And quite often they're going to get frustrated because the data flow is just too high. Turn the taps off. We want to give people the right context to make the right call about a prospect. Am I going to talk to this person or that person? Should I be going and talking to this person because they stopped engaging is quite often uh, better information than look at all the all the website clicks this person's doing and look at all the emails they're opening uh, quite often it's the you know the absence of information or, uh, or or engagement that is a is a warning signal for a salesperson yeah but going straight from off to to full blast might <laughs> might yes. not be the right way to to kind of get in there i mean I, I don't know how you've done this in the past sean but one of the things that i've done is uh is kind of just build a, an Excel or a Google Sheets that starts with here are the actions that we're going to be measuring and here are the things that, that we could take action on. What's the correct thing to do 
from this action. So a, a visit to the website, for example, absolutely something that I want in my marketing automation. I, I want tracking that. I want to, to know about that. But am I going to move that over to the CRM? And I think, you know, in some cases I might. In some cases I might want to notify a salesperson that their prospect or client is on the website, but I need to do it in the correct manner. And I think like a, getting a table of some kind is is generally a good way to do that. It's also a good way to communicate uh, uh, the the full scope of, of what we're doing uh, with stakeholders that might be involved. Yeah, and we've got to realize it's people. You know, when it's in a CRM, it's a person that's going to be consuming the uh, the the ideally information. So uh, you can't um, you know, like summaries are quite often quite good, right? It's like these are the people that uh, have been engaged the most over the past uh, 24 hours or whatever the time period is that the sales folks are interested in. Um, contextually, it's kind of nice if a salesperson says, "Look, I really want to know what this person has been doing in the past." That's a that's an action the salesperson could take, but he's taking the action. He or she is taking the action to uh, access that uh, that 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 information but uh, just an uh, onslaught of stuff is just gonna really upset folks is i think it's gonna make them less productive than more productive yeah exactly uh, so so that's that's one of the steps there is is that excel sheet or 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 some way of of tracking what actions uh on the uh, on the customer side or the market automation side end up on the on the crm side and vice versa you know what what's in the crm right now that would be really interesting to get on the marketing automation side i think sales being uh, being one super interesting information to get back into the market automation platform and uh, I think uh, I think some of the other ones might be deal stages because sometimes deal stage uh, matters to what we're doing in market automation. Uh, and I think when deals get to certain stages, I think salespeople don't want marketing communicating with those customers. <laughs> yes, there's the, also the other piece to it is that uh, not just deal stages, but if we're if we're passing the deal stage information over to the marketing automation system, the marketing automation system is typically a time-based system, so we can say, okay, well, it's been in this deal stage for eight months, uh, clearly something's uh, 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 clogged up here. We need to either tell something, somebody internally about it, which is another function of a marketing automation system, um, or maybe it's the case that we need to uh, automatically bring this person into a drip campaign to liven them up again. So it's uh, the time factor of it is is really, really useful is how long, you know, that uh, uh, this person's been uh, in this specific uh, spot. And then, of course, uh, getting them out so really a salesperson, in my opinion, their their job is to get the person a prospect to move forward or move out of the of the funnel. So uh, if it's a case that they're out, then, of course, that that community, uh, the deal's closed lost is a is a great signal for for the marketing folks yeah i mean was it closed and and why was it closed lost because if it was closed lost because of a competitor maybe we can maybe we can continue doing marketing to that person but it'll be focused around the competitor and it'll be a longer term kind of a thing whereas if it was closed lost no decision ah, i mean that that's interesting too right the that frequently with sales the the number one competitor they have is the customer doesn't choose a solution it's not that they picked a competitor, they just chose to do nothing. So all we have to do with those people is to ensure we're top of mind, ensure we're throwing enough different hooks in the water, and maybe we'll get them to 
come around to uh, feeling the pain and feeling feeling enough motivation to to try solving that problem as well. Get back into the uh, into the uh, sales funnel, right? Um, one one thing that uh, that we're talking about. So we talked about an Excel sheet to to map actions, and I think uh, when we talk about deal stages and some of these other uh, fields, I think the other piece that we need to talk about is field mapping, mapping the different um, information between our, our map and CRM. What's, what's your general approach to those? Yeah, well, it's typically the case that, um, and because again, if we think about, um, uh, the two roles of marketing and sales, arguably, um, from a metadata perspective, uh, metadata, I mean, you know, descriptive data about the companies, the, uh, uh how many employees, the, the verticals, that type of stuff. Um, I think that's, uh, there's a re it's really important for marketers to have all of that. Right. Um, and if it's a case that we are taking the philosophy that a, the marketing system is going to produce a market qualified or sales qualified lead, then the reality is we'll pass off the information to make the salesperson successful. So quite often in, when I'm looking at uh, doing data mapping, um, my data or metadata model or schema for the marketing automation system is quite often a lot richer than that which would be uh, in the CRM. And I know that's a little bit of a flip-flop from what other folks think, but uh, as marketers, we're, we're really, there's a lot of inference, so we need a lot of uh, good <laughs> research data to uh, make our inferences as accurate as possible. And then when we do that transition from marketing into sales, then there's some stuff that uh, is, I think we would leave, end up leaving behind, in other words, in the marketing system for the marketers, that isn't going to be passed to sales. And that's really the, the it isn't just stuff everything into the CRM, it's that's where the discussion goes for uh, between the sales leader and the marketing leaders about what will make the salespeople successful. Um, and then uh, what's really important, you got to think about the sensitive areas of, uh, of uh, what's in the CRM is one is, you know, the CRM we want to keep as accurate as possible. So we don't want duplicate organizations. We clearly don't want duplicate contacts, duplicate uh, prospects, what, uh, what have you. So you have to be extremely careful when pushing over organizational data into a, uh, into a CRM and prospect data uh, into the CRM. So yeah. avoiding duplicates, I think is a, I think the, the real sensitive area is, uh, is the uh, creation of duplicates in the CRM, just like uh, we've faced it in marketing automation. It's even more sensitive in the, uh, in the, uh, uh, the CRM. Yeah, uh, duplicates and uh, and and multiple uh, actions or multiple uh, uh, notes in the CRM. I think that's where uh, you know some some good testing really helps out because if as if you implement these things in very limited ways and then test them first, you make sure that uh, you don't do weird things like throw a you know a hundred new contacts or a hundred new actions into the CRM. Uh, contacts and, and orgs are, are two really critical areas to make sure that, uh, that you get right. But I mean, it would be just as disastrous if I, uh, if I put in a hundred, uh, activities for a salesperson <laughs> and scheduled, Hey, you got to call all these people because you haven't called them in, you know, two weeks. You know, I, I can't imagine sales would be too pleased about that either, but I, I would test it first, right? I would make sure I tested each of those individual things make sure I get confirmation from the other side. Hey, a salesperson, I, I scheduled a call for you. Is that okay? Was this the right kind of thing to do? Yes. Okay. 
now I'm going to blow it up for the rest of them, right? Yeah, and uh, back to the people. You know, uh, quite often I see the you know have a meeting with the uh, VP sales and they're saying absolutely there's got to be a call scheduled after every one of these things happened um, but in reality you know I think we have to touch base with the actual uh, feet on the boots on the ground and see if that's actually useful right and uh, and then the during the sales process it's just like I said it's mapping out uh, the 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 time wasters like uh, not from a people or a prospect perspective but from a pro uh, process perspective mm. is, uh, you know, what are, you know, Pareto's principle, 80% of our revenue comes from 20% of our activities. Salespeople live by that. And uh, so we've got to keep the salespeople in the pay zone doing more of the revenue generating activities. So asking the questions of how can we help with our, this fantastic automation system to uh, reduce some of this labor you're doing on a daily basis. So that's another touch point between the system System of record, which is the CRM, back to the uh, the marketing automation system. Yeah, so maybe if we could just kind of uh, review for for anyone who's listening who might be facing a, a CRM and uh, market automation integration project, uh, definitely speak to sales. Make sure you touch base with them and, and that you've got buy in from them and they understand what's uh, what's possible. Uh, build out the the Excel or Google Sheet that talks about the actions that uh, that you can take and and what you're going to do based on those actions. Build out that Excel sheet that talks about the uh, different data mappings that you're going to do. So the contact, first name, their phone number, their email, all these things that are going to that are going to get ported between the two systems. And uh, sorry, you you had some things to add there, Sean. Yeah, I think that uh, also. And this is, uh, you know, it's it seems so basic, but it is extremely important. Is the definition of what is a lead? What is the prospect? What is the what has this prospect done that makes him a sales qualified lead? Probably the most critical point that we need to add in there because <laughs> that is that is the the primary communication between the marketing automation system and the CRM is when it's a lead, send it to sales, and what is a lead? Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, it's uh, uh, the areas of uh, like what asking the questions, it's not just uh, how can we help, but yeah, actually it is. How can we help as marketers? We have this fantastic system. Ask the questions of what does uh, once it is in your your hands, which is the definition of the of the lead and who it's going to is another important part is, you know, lead distribution strategy is also a, for larger organizations is really important. Um, and then it's the, the the question of, OK, you've got control over this this prospect and you are the right person to have control over this lead. You can control what we're doing now that uh, you are engaged with this this uh, this prospect then it's really asking the questions of how can we make your job easier, right? Is uh, how can we reduce the time you're spending uh, or wasting rather on non-revenue generating activities? Thanks for listening this week. If you think someone else at your company should listen to this podcast, send them the link activedemand.com forward slash podcast. We've also got lots of great articles on our blog that go into really specific in-depth topics to help you out. If you have a suggestion for a topic you'd like covered, shoot us an email at support at activedemand.com or send us a tweet. Thanks again for listening and have a killer day making your business better through automation.